Welcome to Force for Growth. I'm Ricardo. I'm Courtney. Today we are going to be conquering excuses part four. So let's get started. Excuses part four, Courtney. Excuses part four. Yeah. External excuses. Let's break it down. We've been talking a lot about these internal excuses, this, these excuses that we make for ourselves because for doing or not doing or whatever it is, right? An external excuse is I'm not going to do X because someone is not doing X. For example, I'm not going to give 100% at my job because my boss isn't giving me a promotion or giving me a raise. Ooh, no. That's a big one. Yeah. Don't do that. So that's a, one of the big external excuses. You can't hold yourself down. You can't hold what you're going to put out to the world because someone else is, isn't doing what you think they should do. Yeah. And that's a big one. Well, I think the two, <laughs> the raise talk, that's funny because at the same time that the employee is holding off doing a better job until they get a raise, what is the manager thinking? I'm not going to give this person a raise until they put forth a little bit more effort, right? Correct. So what are the chances a raise is going to happen? Slim to none because they're both relying on someone else to be different than where they're at right now, you know? And that's one of the principles of Napoleon Hill on Think and Grow Rich. He says, do your best. Always give more than what you're getting paid for. Yep. Not just sometimes. All the time. Not all the time. And he doesn't say, give, all, give people do more than you're worth. When they give you more money, no, that's not what he says. He says, right. always give people more worth, more value than what they're paying you for. Mm -hmm. And to highlight real quick on that, because thank you for bringing up Napoleon Hill's philosophy on it, because it it's not truly about the money when Napoleon says that. What he is talking about is give your value to the world. Don't hold it back because of this one person over here when there's billions of people on the planet, you know, give your value to the world. Keep giving it. Don't hold back. Keep giving it. Even if this one person over here, whatever fill in the blank little opinion you do have of them, maybe it's correct. Maybe it's not. But it is no reason to hold yourself back when you can do better. Because no. that just it's it's running on the wrong path. <laughs> but you might not be able to see it yet. So that's why it's important. But it's not truly about the money, but the money will come too when you start putting your value out there, of course. Add more value. Mm -hmm. That's what life's about. It's about giving, not taking. Are you a giver or are you a taker? Do right. you just add value wherever you go and whatever you do? What's another one? Jim Rohn says, leave things better than you found them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or what's, oh, I don't, I don't know who said it, but there are two types of people one that folks are happy to see enter the room and one that folks are see happy to leave the room. Ooh. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Which That's one actually you? pretty good. Which one are you? Yeah. Which one are you? And I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you that the guy that they're, the person that they're happy to see when they enter the room is because they light up the room because they add value because they bring something to the room. They bring something to the conversation and the mm -hmm. person they might not be so happy to see in the room is that Debbie Downer. Yeah. Ooh, that person who always finds something to complain about. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it's the name of our show, right? It's why we love that name. Are you a force for good, a force for growth, or are you a, just, you know, a force for negativity and judgment? <laughs> and, you know, let's just uh, stare at people and judge everyone in the room. Come on. Like, whatever. That's a whole Move different along. show, Courtney. I know. That that's is. A whole okay. Show. 
So while we're on external excuses, let's tackle the second largest one we hear often is relationships and partner. Oh, and man. It's kind of the same thing. I will give my all in the relationship when fill in the blank, something that has to do with somebody else, right? When they try, when they start caring, when they, that's the same thing. Because what is, is the other partner thinking? Well, I'll try when they fill in the blank, you know, get their money right or do better over here. So it's just still building a partition in between two people, right? And how successful is a relationship going to be with a partition in between you two, metaphorically speaking? Not so It's much. not. So once again, you got to give your value in the relationship. Give love. Feed the love. Feed the growth of the relationship. Can y'all go through? through this or not. Maybe you need to speed it up and realize you're not meant to be together. You know, so it's just holding back your value once again doesn't serve anyone. Nobody. No. no. And someone's got to go first, mm -hmm. especially in the relationship. Someone has to go first. Someone yeah. has to go first. What's the phrase? Lose the battle, but win the war. Yes. Like you want the team. You want the team. So it's interesting that especially couples will go on these separate battles and duels and it's come on look at the bigger picture so if that bigger picture is not compelling to you maybe you're with the wrong person but if it mm. is approach this different approach it aside from the external excuse that it's your partner because you are contributing somehow tony robbins in his ultimate relationship program and at date with destiny one of the things that he talks about on relationship day and then just relationships in general is giving your all for 30 days before you give in before you throw in the towel Give your all. Love like you want to be loved. Give like you want to give. Do everything and just turn everything around and do everything different for 30 days mm -hmm. before you give up, before you throw in the towel, before you talk about the big D word. Mm -hmm. Another relationship example that I love that, and it's typically probably day one of UPW that you'll hear this, but the <laughs> trash example, you know, when you first start dating somebody and they say, Hey, can you take out the trash? You're like, I'll take out the trash. And, you know, and you like literally, and Tony does this funny thing in the aisle, but basically, you know, fast forward five years, 10 years, you're married with kids and they say, take out the trash. And you're like, I'm not your maid. I'm, and you get Ooh. so defensive over it. You know, yeah. here's the thing. The task and the other person didn't change. So who does that leave? Ooh. The state you show up in is what changed. Uh, what's the saying? You point one finger at somebody, there's three, three pointing back. back at you. Mm -hmm. So if you've never heard that, look at it. You're pointing three back at yourself and one. So if ever you're telling, accusing, judging, comparing to anything else, know that for good or bad, you recognize that trait within yourself. And I don't know who said it, but if something frustrates you or fascinates you, it's because your subconscious recognizes that you, that trait in someone else that you have. So whether you realize it or not, so if somebody frustrates you, that's some kind of inner dialogue because you resonate with it. Why does it bother you? You need to dive deeper there so it doesn't frustrate you anymore. It was if somebody fascinates you, there's something there. There's something there. Feed it or find it or, you know, just a friendship, a lesson. You never, I don't know. But basically, frustration or fascination, if you feel these emotions, go with it or dissect it. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. Okay. The third type of external excuse, yes. when you make excuses for other people. Let's oh. give an example. You're, you, you have a good friend. Maybe your best friend. Maybe a friend that you've had since high school. 
and you guys meet and every time that y'all go somewhere they're always late like mm -hmm. always late and there's always something going on in their life you know the cat jumped out of the window uh i don't know the cat jumped over the fence i don't know whatever reason there's always the reason that they're late but you're always on time mm -hmm. and you accept that and you make excuses for them right Oh, well, they're they're good people. They're this, they're that, they're this, they're reliable. Hmm. Let's think yeah. about that. Yeah. Before we rip this apart, <laughs> why do you think we feel compelled to excuse other people's behavior? Because we know it's wrong. We inherently in our gut know that it's wrong. We know that we deserve better. We know that we are not really happy with this situation. And the only way to self-soothe and to make ourselves feel better and get away from that discomfort of facing the truth is to excuse the behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, in general excuses, that's us trying to just subconsciously, it's not my fault, avoid the blame, you know, but when you can't do that for somebody else, no, you can't excuse someone else's behavior. They themselves aren't excusing. No. No. I mean, they might say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it won't happen again, all that stuff. But one of the things Maya Angela always talks about is you teach people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my other favorite Maya Angela quote, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. Don't complain. So, so powerful. Once again, it's in that I, it's 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 just a huge time waster, energy waster, emotion, you name it, it trying to justify something for other people. And I want to pair that word justify with it because when, whether we're justifying something for ourselves or someone else, that's a sign your conscious and your subconscious are not aligned. Okay. Mm. It's basically saying you consciously think you can talk your way out of it, but your subconscious is like, come on, you already know this isn't right. You're literally just on an excuse loop with your own self or someone else. So, so when you're justifying someone else's behavior, I don't know. So let's say you're sitting there at lunch, three friends were supposed to show up. One's late, the other two there, you know, and let's say one of the friends turns the other ones. Oh, well, you know, this is going on. She's going through this. It's okay. It's okay. What makes you feel compelled to do that? So it's just, not the most constructive way you can put energy forth if you do want to help someone. But at the end of the day, it's not your choice. So just analyze where you're wasting energy on that. Yes. I'll say this. If you're constantly, continuously making excuses for your friends and for other people that you're hanging out with, maybe it's time to go find some new people to hang out with. Signs are all around us, you guys. Yep. You just got to step up. Like we've talked about this. This is kind of a running theme on the show. You got to step up and face the truth. Mm -hmm. Whatever that truth is for you. Not my truth, not Courtney's truth, your truth. Mm -hmm. And allow yeah. others around you, allow your children to learn the lessons. Allow your friends to learn the lessons. That's not saying you're not there for them. That's not saying you're not there on their team. It's just saying we got to stop putting this like candy coating things to try to not make them as bad. No, let's just truly show up and grow through this and figure it out. So we don't have to come back here again. You know, I'll say this, the minute that you set the new standard is the minute that everything will change. Yes. The minute you tell your friend, Hey, or whoever it is that you keep on making excuses for, because they're exhibiting behavior that you don't necessarily agree with. And you know, you don't agree with, Mm -hmm. And you talk to them, especially like one of these, like the example that we used about time and them being late. Hey, I don't appreciate you being late all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't appreciate you 
canceling and not even calling to tell me that you're canceling. I don't appreciate that. And I'm not going to accept that anymore. Mm -hmm. Let's go a level deeper there. And we talked about a friend that you're going to see on Friday and I need to book an appointment with, but names will name nameless because it's, she's not here to tell the story. But one of our family members of our firewalkers, basically she used to out of kindness would accept when certain clients were late and put up with it. And because she she didn't want to lose the client, she didn't want to ruffle those feathers. Oh yeah, and yeah, you remember that. And there was a a time where she was like, "I am drawing a line in the sand," and I think it was like at one of our like circle of success meetings. She's like, "I am no longer putting up with this." And then so when she came back, and basically we were going over our good news or the update time, she was like, "I have been holding them to it." And there was one client in particular that she was nervous she was going to lose because this client was always late and always just very defensive when she would bring it up. And so that person still used her, got there, and started getting there even a few minutes early. But she had to have that lesson within herself that said, "No, my time is important. Mm -hmm. I have other clients I want to take good care of too. I need you to be here on time if you want to." use my services. And what did they say? Okay. Yeah. And she's doing better than you know ever. Yes. It's a boundary to say, Hey, this is no longer acceptable. Either you hop on board or you don't, I'm okay with it. And when it comes to business, this is one of the biggest lessons, value your time, mm -hmm. value your time. Because yeah. if you let one person get you behind schedule, then you're going to be late for the next appointment and the next appointment and the next appointment. Then all of a sudden you're that yeah. person that's yeah. running late. And what are you training that client to do? Next time they have an appointment booked with you. Oh, it's okay. She let me show up 30 minutes late last time. It'll be fine. Ooh, no, no. Mm -hmm. You're letting them know that their time is more important than your time and the time of every other client scheduled after them. Yeah. Yep. That's a no good. It's a big deal. It's, it's a, a big, big deal. it's a big deal because it's it a lot of the stuff is so uncomfortable because we we don't like shining the spotlight back on us. But um I heard a great metaphor yesterday that it's like, well, hey, sunlight dissolves bacteria, right? So let's put the spotlight on this issue so we can just dissipate it. And I was like, I like that. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Courtney. Say okay. that again. So sunlight dissolves bacteria. So metaphorically speaking, let's put the spotlight on what you're trying to avoid, what you're trying to hide from yourself. It is uncomfortable. It, it That's why we're talking about it because it needs to be addressed. So let's put the spotlight on it and dissipate, like reverse engineer it. Let's break it down. Let's get it dissolved. And then you'll have that skill, that muscle. I love it. Sunlight dissolves bacteria. Put the spotlight on yourself and get rid of all the icky, yucky stuff that's going on in your life. Yes. What did you learn over the last month on excuses, Courtney? What were some of your takeaways on excuses? We've covered a lot of material here. Yeah. Well, and I think it deserves being brought up again because we talked about it over the month. And then we had the week of just in my entire life, I have not quite seen a week like this of weather in Texas, born and raised here. Let's just say that. Before you go, for those who are tuning in from all over the world, the week of February 15th, we had record-breaking snow, cold, ice here in Texas. Freezing, yeah. Below two. It got negative two. And mm -hmm. for some of our friends in colder areas, maybe you're like, oh, it's like negative 20. Well, in Texas, it doesn't get that cold. Yeah, we're not built for it. Our tires aren't made for it. Our homes aren't insulated for we're it. We're not ready. We're not ready. It, it caught us by surprise. 
Yeah. Caught us by surprise. It was definitely unexpected to hear more about that here the previous episode. Yes. And we touched on this comment our friend made. So Ryan Warren, genius. He let on a morning call earlier this week, we were discussing it and he made the joke that, man, if we were talking about excuses for a month, our final exam being handed to us that week, right? It's that we all had dozens of excuses. We all have legitimate reasons why we can't fill in the blank, whatever that is, you know, but what was most important is our health, our wellness, our warmth, our water, you know, it's the basics. And so I think, of course, that being the cherry on top from the month, but I realize I've made a lot of extreme progress, but I also see that I am following the same patterns in other areas. I just haven't put the spotlight on it to realize it. So mm-hmm. it took, it gave me the confidence to just look at an excuse and just confront it and figure it out in that moment. Cause we just spent so much time talking about it and just, I mean, the excuses run everything. So That's the takeaway I have from the month is that it doesn't matter what level I'm at at any time. I need to just be comfortable with myself to be like, you know, am I using an excuse here? Am I justifying this? And just understand that that's my subconscious or my conscious signaling signaling me, hey, it's time to level up a little bit. It's time to get 1% better here, 50% better here, 100%, whatever, you know, and just look it in the eye. So it made me more confident to look in the eye. For me, one of the biggest takeaways of the, the this month is just the amount of excuses that I make for myself. I'm, a, I'm I work so hard today, so I'm not going to go work out. Oh, I'm so this, so I'm not going to go do that. Oh, this happened today, so I'll just do that tomorrow. Excuse, 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 excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not just tell the truth? Hey, I don't feel like doing it today. Oh, why? Because that makes my, just even saying that (laughs) makes my stomach turn. (laughs) I know. I was like, that kind of took me off guard hearing that come out of your mouth. I know. I'm like, ah, you know, just, just saying like, well, I don't feel like doing it. It's very uncomfortable because it's almost like you're admitting, admitting failure. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to admit that we're failures. We don't want to admit that we're unmotivated and unwilling to do something. We always want to be those people that are going for it, that are doing the things, that are doing the work. And that's not always the case. Yeah. Like sometimes you can switch up your pace, switch up, you know, factors of it, switch up how you fit it in, but don't give it up. It's not this all or nothing. Like people just. And that's where I used to live. Embrace themselves. That's where I lived. All or nothing. Either I go hardcore, hardcore to the wall or I'm sleeping under the covers rolled up like a little baby. Yeah, there, there's no in between. There's no in between. But over this month, I've learned to kind of get more into that middle ground mm-hmm. to get into that middle ground and stop making excuses and just understand that just because I'm not going hardcore to the wall doesn't mean that I can't do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can go walk on the treadmill for five minutes. I can go jump on the rebounder for three minutes. And that's OK. I don't have to do everything so extreme. Mm hmm. What if we, instead of asking, how can I get this done? We say, how can I make progress? Like, doesn't Uh, that just feel lighter and less stressful to you to be like, how can I make progress on my goal versus how can I get it done all right now in an hour? You know, like, come on, you put it off for years. (laughs) You're not going to get it done in an hour. Let's be honest with ourselves. But It does sound more relaxing, but to me, that made made the hairs on the back. So this is where that other side of me comes (laughs) in, where I'm like, what? (laughs) 
but that's okay. But that's me trying to find that middle ground. Like I said, I go extreme. I go from one extreme to the other. And that's me going straight to that other extreme because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. But I just got to be like, okay, no, that is okay to just make progress. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. is okay. It is. Or at least that's where I'm kind of at. And that, you know, one day I will be complete, you know, all or nothing, like extreme in your face. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I absolutely am in areas of my life. But eventually I'll get there. But right now I'm just kind of like, hey, how much progress can you make today? And make sure you're proud of yourself at the end of the day. Make sure you gauge for a minute. Uh, Two things. In with like some kind of gratitude practice for how you're proud of yourself for your day and how you made progress. And then in the morning, how grateful you are for what's to come. If you pair an evening being proud of yourself ritual with a morning gratitude ritual, mark my words, your life will change. Mm. It will. And one of the things, but where does it start, Courtney? You got to eliminate the excuses. Yes. Correct. That's what this whole four-part series series is about, eliminating the excuses. You have to eliminate the excuses. You have to be true and honest with yourself. You have to let go of the BS. You have to truly be like, okay, this is actually where I'm failing. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I'm messing up. Yeah. Because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Avoidance or excusing your own behavior is a wall. It's a wall in between your goal and you. It doesn't get you nowhere. No. It doesn't get you anywhere fast. (laughs) Yeah. That'll drain you of all energy. Yes. So for part four here, pull out your notebook, pull out your journal, pull off that post-it note off of your computer and write down what excuses do I need to eliminate? Mm -hmm. And what can I replace them with? We don't want to just eliminate excuses just to eliminate. We want to replace them with something positive, something encouraging. Yes. When you unplug something, you need to plug something back in. Just know that. It's okay. Even if it sounds silly, just anything on the positive scale. So what excuses can I eliminate? What can I get rid of? What can I be true and honest with myself? And then what can I do about it? Yeah. How can I turn this around? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh. It's the end of our excuses chapters. So... I think you guys should make a list of 101 reasons why. So you don't have to do it right after this. But I challenge you over the next three days, make a list of 101 ways you can make it happen. So by default, I'm making you feed the opposite side. So if you're on loop right now with 20 excuses as to why you can't do it, I want to hear 101 reasons why you can. I don't care if these are fairy tale, la di da this can't happen on earth, whatever, or I don't care how crazy they are. I want just 101 reasons. So two ways to make lists of 101. Okay. You can either lock yourself in a room, no phone, no computer, no anything, but just a piece of paper and a pen and your own brain, your intelligent, beautiful, massively like knows everything resource box brain. Okay. Just got to turn it on. And then 101 reasons. And so what'll happen is halfway through the list, 20, 30, you're going to reach a point where you're going to hit a wall and you're not going to think of anything else. Push through that, push through that because that will actually, it, it literally gives you access to another part of your brain that has infinite ideas. So you got to push through what's called the terror barrier that, that you're scared of it because something's on the other side. That's amazing. The second way you can do it is if you aren't an extremist like us and want to lock yourself in the room, just carry a notebook with you over the next week. And every time you think of a possibility, Add it to the list, add it to the list. And your reticular activating system will walk around in your world looking for possibilities. It won't be looking for excuses. Why? Because 
you get what you focus on. So I love it. I'm going to do that. I love it. Thank you, Courtney. You're welcome. Another great That's episode. The fastest I've ever explained 101. In like hey, you got it done. You got it done. <laughs> you got it done. Yeah. Another great episode. Excuses part four is done. Yes. Send us your feedback. Visit us on Facebook or Instagram at Force for Girls. Let us know what you think. What topics are you interested in? What would you like to hear about? Ooh. Yeah. And you can go to forceforgirls.com. There's a little button with an email icon. You can click that and send us a message. Yes. We want to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember to be a force for good, a force for growth, and a force for greatness.